Welcome to In Your Own Words Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Thickpen, recording in Byron, Mississippi, bringing you firsthand success stories from the past to the present. My goal is to interview as many head football coaches, assistant coaches, teachers, administrators, current students, and others who impact high school sports in Mississippi. Grab a drink, sit back, listen, and enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of In Your Own Words podcast. I'm your host, Chris Thickpen, and today I have another great uh, high school football coach and individual you should all know about. Uh, this guy's had an extensive career as a football coach in South Mississippi, also as an administrator. Currently, uh, he is the head football coach, the new head football coach at Vicksburg High School. So I want to introduce to you guys Vicksburg High School new head football coach, Todd McDaniel. Coach McDaniel, welcome and thanks for joining the podcast. Uh, thank you, sir. I really appreciate you giving me this opportunity to speak with you. Absolutely. Now, Coach, I'm going to let the listeners know a little bit about yourself. And uh, you have a very extensive resume, and we're certainly going to talk about some of the places you, you've had a chance to work at and impact. Coach McDaniel is a Hazelhurst, Mississippi native. He has an overall record of 84 and 36 as a head football coach. He has experience in school operation management, school improvement planning. Uh, he was the division uh, coach of the year uh, four separate occasions. Uh, he was on state championship team at Hazelhurst in 2005. Uh, he's won numerous district championships. Uh, he even had a stint as the interim head football coach at Alcorn State University in 2012. He did an internship in 2011 with the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, he's a graduate of Alcorn State University uh, and played football there, I believe. Uh, isn't that correct, Coach? Absolutely. Okay. And also has a, a specialist from Jackson State in Education Administration. Uh, coach McDaniel has been a head coach at Hazelhurst High School, Terry High School, assistant principal at Macomb High School, uh, and Wingfield High School. Hey, he was head coach there also. Uh, numerous stops. Uh, and I know many coaches around the state of Mississippi have heard the name Ty McDaniel. Uh, coach, you've had a chance to impact many, many uh, student athletes and other coaches as well. Um, I had a chance to speak with one of your understudies, uh, Damian Gary, just a few nights ago. So, Coach, okay, uh, with all that experience, uh, what what made uh, Vicksburg High School an attractive place for you? Well, uh, you can't say enough about Vicksburg High School. Uh, my principal, Dr. Davis, my uh, athletic director, Preston Nyler. Um, I just can't say enough. Uh, Vicksburg is like a second home. Um, I spent a lot of summers there, a lot of time there, so I kind of know it like the back of my hand. But uh, Vicksburg has always been a place that um, traditionally has great athletes, but a great community. That's most important. Great community, um, great parental involvement. Um, just, just a place that you can really just 
go and set your head down and call it home and um, be able to build a program there, you know, has rich tradition with Coach Stevenson. Um, great football teams have come through there. It's like, it's like a bigger Hazelhurst, you know. So uh, as soon as this we, we can get through this coronavirus, I can't wait to get my hands on my kids and get to work, you know. Absolutely. Now, Coach, uh, before uh, you know, school was suspended, did you have a chance to meet your team and maybe your staff? And can you talk about that a little bit? Absolutely. Um, I had the opportunity to, to go over there the week prior to uh, spring break. And uh, we got in some workouts together about five days. I had an opportunity to sit down and have ind individual meetings with uh, previous coaching staff. And, uh, and after that, they shut everything down. So, But uh, I've had opportunity to speak with my kids at least. Uh, at least every kid on the team two or three times. We resume meeting. I'm making videos, trying to do some installation from afar. You know, it's kind of hard, but this is, these are the cards that we was dealt. So we're gonna we have to play the hand the best way we know how. So um, and also Zoom meeting with the kids, with the coaches. Matter of fact, I have two set up for tomorrow and two set up for uh, Tuesday, breaking it down in each individual group. So when we do get the opportunity to get on the field. The, uh, the terminology that we have, it will not be foreign, and they have diagrams of everything that we're supposed to be doing. But those five days I was able to spend with them was wonderful. I just hated it. It got short-lived. Absolutely, absolutely. And, uh, you know, it, if you t when you're taking over a new program, one of the most important times for a head football coach, I would imagine, is spring and summer workouts. And so uh, I can certainly understand your concern with your uh, new team and your staff. Uh, Coach, could you talk about maybe uh, when you take over a program, how do you try to – what goes into whether or not you retain uh, maybe assistant coaches there? Well, th well this is the thing I – this is one of the things I had to explain to the, um, to the administration and, and how I kind of um, take, on, take on that uh, front. You know, um, every high school job that I've ever taken over – I've never went in um, going to uh, remove the assistant coaches that's there. This is not college football. You right. know, you go in and replace the guys that's leaving on their own, but you want to bring in you you want to bring in guys with you, but if if not, then so be it. You you want to take those guys there, mold them and craft them in some of the things that you want to do and your personality and uh and your schemes and things of that nature or your your your, your just your automatic ideas about football. And being able to craft them into your program, and and of course you want to be able to uh, set the tone for the kids, so they they understand exactly uh, where you're coming from. You know, uh, by being a head coach, the kids will take on your mentality, and you want your coaching staff to be able to take on your mentality. And the way I look at things is that all I need is good people. You know, it's nice to have all the great facilities and things of that nature, but you really need good people to be able to uh, turn around a program. And fortunately. At Vicksburg High School, those facilities are second to none. So um, I'm finally in a situation where, you know, you have a nice field house, you have a nice weight room, you have things that the, that, that your kids can come in and, and be able to better themselves as student athletes. You know, so um, this is this is probably the first opportunity or first, you know, situation I ever came in where I had to, had all the material things that you need to build a program. 
So, you know, but normally you want to go and you want to make sure you have good people, great people on your staff and the kids take on your mentality. And we're, we're, we're going to be a blue collar team. You know, uh, we want to be physical up front. And that's just my mentality. You know, uh, I want to be able to come in and run the football and stop you from running the football and take certain things away from you. So, um, but this is a, a, a time where you normally you're able to come into a program and be able to start to build that. But right now we're all on the sidelines, just, just wishing and hoping that we can get to our kids, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, coach, uh, when you first started uh, coaching uh, around 2000, um, has your uh, approach to the game uh, changed as, as how you, as, as far as how you uh, implement toughness with your kids or get them to buy into your mentality? Well, you know, uh, yeah, I started coaching officially in 2000, but it, it, it started as honestly as, as four or five years old from my dad. My dad was a really good high school football coach and a uh, great offensive line coach. And I received his tutelage every Friday, Saturday and Sunday nights. <laughs> Uh, as growing up until I got up, got up in age, until I can able to go out myself and enjoy, start enjoying some things myself. So, you know, a lot of that thing, a lot, a lot of my um, um, offensive line play, things of that nature comes from him. So I was diagramming plays at six, seven years old. <laughs> so, you know, okay. and my mom can probably attest to that, you know, because I, at that, at that age, I, I understood the game from being, being with him in meetings and, yeah, in the middle of the uh, living room floor, understanding uh, six-inch power steps. I was doing six-inch power steps at four or five years old. So, you know, it goes all the way back to then, you know. So, but um, when I got to high school, I had a coach by the name of Emmanuel Bridges. You know, um, he um, actually, you know, being on the field with him, he was able to craft a lot of things. You know, he was a blue-collar coach, hard-working coach, you know. We worked hard. When I got to college, I had Mario Kursky, Willie Brown, Tony Wolfalk, you know. And in college, at that time at Alcorn, when I was playing ball at Alcorn, you know, we didn't have individual rooms where we sit in and, and met, you know. Uh, we all met together as a defense. And, you know, we were going over mistakes uh, as players, whatever the case may be. But when it came time for the linebacker coach to speak or the defensive back coach to speak, I was taking it all in. You know, I was jotting notes at that time. You know, so uh, my philosophy comes from all those guys. My dad, even my mom was probably one of the toughest people I know. So, you know, okay. um, uh, she 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 has crafted me, too. And she's 70 years old. Uh, it's about to be 70 and she's still tough. So, okay. you know, she right. always gave, gave me tough love. But uh, being in those meetings, you know, um, I understood exactly what the entire defense had to do. You know, I'll never forget this point in time where, uh, my senior year in college, my defensive coordinator got sick, and uh, he had to. No, excuse me. He, his wife got sick, so he had to leave campus for about two weeks. So they made my defensive line coach um, um, the defensive coordinator for those two weeks. And so, in turn, mm -hmm. as a player, he made me the defensive line coach. So you know, I thought there was a, <laughs> I, you know, I thought there was a tribute, you know, that uh, for Absolutely. him to have the faith in me to be the defensive line coach and as a player, you know. And I was fortunate enough that my first two years at Alcorn, Willie Brown was my defensive line coach. He went to Hazelhurst. So okay. when Willie Brown went to Hazelhurst and he had the opportunity, he brought me in as his defensive coordinator. So as far as techniques goes, things of that nature, Willie Brown really uh, crafted me as a defensive lineman. And 
helped me understand a lot of things about defensive football. And also, you know, I got the wing teeth from Willie Brown because that's what he started to run when I got there. So I learned that system from him. So, and for his uh, defense side of the ball, I still run the defense that I ran in college under Mario Kursky, the 44 defense. Some people call it the 425, but I, I, I'm kind of old school. I stick with the 44. Okay. Okay. Now, Coach, uh, <clears throat> you, you mentioned Willie Brown. I was going to ask you about that. Um, talk about uh, how, how much it meant to you and uh, Coach Brown when you guys were able to win a state championship in 2005 at Hazelhurst? Well, you know, um, that was a great feat. That was something that uh, we, we got together and we talked about him, uh, my brother Tim McDaniel, um, which is a, a great mentor to me right now. He's my older brother to this day and age. He's still, a, he's still mentoring me. <laughs> so, okay. you know, um, it's something that we all – strive for you know it was something that we got up every morning and got up and we picked up our kids brought them to the school we worked them out every day during the summer uh, and that was the time that you know this was all pro bono they weren't paying you to uh coach during the summer it's just if you showed up if you didn't they didn't care you know at the time in Hazelhurst so um myself coach brown uh, my my brother Tim or uh, Robert McDaniel Jr. We all you know we got it every single day and we wanted to build a program. We wanted to see Hazelhurst be the best, and that that was one of the things that drove us. You know, uh, at one time Hazelhurst was the laughing stock of of the state of Mississippi as far as high school football um, is concerned. So you know we got in there, we rolled up our sleeves, and we went to work. You know. Um, I, I just can't say enough about those enough, enough about those guys. I wish that you know that the chips was laid that uh, we can actually get back together one time because we we were able to create some magic between the three of us, you know. Um, but by Coach Brown being the head coach, you know, he he laid out a plan, and myself and my brother Tim we followed the plan, you know, and um, we wanted to make sure that Hazelhurst was one of the best football programs in the state of Mississippi. And this started a long time ago, like you said, two thousand. This started years ago, you know, so. Um, but the blueprint was laid out, uh, laid out, laid the seed, planted the seed, and you know the program is still blossoming to this day. Absolutely, absolutely. And coach, uh, you you talked about your uh, how important your parents were uh, as far as being your influences in your uh, in your life when you were young and even till this day. Um, how has how have you influenced others uh, throughout your career, um, and, you know, being a head coach, an administrator, a teacher, et cetera? Well, you know, um, I, I look at it like this. Like I told my coaches in Vicksburg when we had a meeting last Wednesday on Zoom, is that I want every, every assistant coach I have to one day want to be a head football coach, you know, um, or in, in, in anything, if, if I'm – over a corporation, I want everyone that works for me to want to one day want to be able to lead a corporation, and uh, I want to be able to lay lay out their blueprint for those coaches and be able to see the things that that I've done or uh, that we're going to do, and um, be able to take it and hopefully one day it's able to help them. I'm, I'm gonna be able to give them everything that I'm gonna, I'm gonna give them every ounce of knowledge that I have about the game of football, so they can possibly go on one day and be a head coach somewhere um, and and be able to look back and say, hey, this really worked, or uh, whatever the case may be. But I always tell my coaches, if you know of a better way, uh, let me know. Because 
we're going to all all um, borrow different different um, concepts, or whatever the case may be. But if you know of a better way, hey, we'll do it your way. You know, so um, it's not going to all just go one way. But I want to be able to give them everything possible to be successful. And if I can help them in any kind of way, you know, they they know I'm just a phone call away or. You know, like I said, uh, it's going to be a we thing, not an I thing. You know, so you can all you can learn from anyone, and you and and this is this is how I approach things. Absolutely. Uh, now, Coach, uh, when you coached your, I believe it was your last season at Hazelhurst, uh, you guys made it all the way to South State uh, Championship. Uh, can you talk about maybe that game and how close you guys were to a, another state championship appearance? You know, when I think about that group of seniors that I had, I had them for four straight years, and a lot of them played as ninth graders. And uh, if you can go back, I, we went 40 and 10 over those four years, but the first out of the first six games, we lost five. Those are mm-hmm. a lot of young guys on the field, you know, and a lot, a few older seniors, or whatever the case may be. But none of those guys really had experience in, in getting on the field because they didn't have a junior varsity program, whatever the case may be. So we started out the season one and five. And from that point forward, you know, um, we went on the next four years of being uh, winning, winning Florida football games. But that night, uh, we had a lot, had a lot of confidence going into that night. And JDC can't take any away, anything away from them. Coach Mancuso, great football program they have down there in Bassfield and Prentice now. But um, during the course of the game, we felt like we controlled the entire game um, until the last four minutes of the game. Uh, during the second half, I think we went in 16 and up 16 and another halftime, zero That's at halftime. Right. And um, if you just really look at it, I think JDC had about 74, 75 football players. We had about 31, 32 players because our enrollment started to dwindle over the years with state takeover and things of that nature. A lot of X factors, you know. And right. and um, we actually controlled that game. We came back out for the second half, and I think we I thought we had a great defensive plan, great offensive plan. Uh, we knew that they were going to run the wing team. We were very familiar with it because we run it ourselves. And uh, I, I don't believe you can totally stop the offense, but you can definitely slow it down or take the top three to four plays away. And I mm-hmm. believe that we did that pretty much the entire night, you know. And we came back out in the second half of that football game. And um, we had a lot of false starts um, at the beginning of the second half. I'm talking about, you know, um, um, all starts as far as putting us in bad situations first and 10, second and 15, you know, with the same offense that we ran the entire first half of the entire year. You know, we probably had more false starts at the beginning of the second half than we had the entire year. Um, but still in all, though, it, it came down to uh, to the last play, not the last play, but the last few minutes of the football game. And, and I think back, you know, I wish I would have had one play call back the entire game. It was third and four. We're approximately about four minutes and 20 seconds left. And I had been – we diagrammed that, that play for the entire week, and it was there, and I just – it slipped my mind, you know, but I wish I could have that play called back. But we still still had an opportunity to win the game. i never forget that the kid that caught the winning touchdown from um, JDC was actually – at the All-Star game the next week, he came to me and said, Coach, you know I begged Coach Mancuso to throw me that football at the end of that game on that long pass. <laughs> I said, okay. you know, and I said, <laughs> I said, did you? 
He said, "Yeah, coach. Yeah. He did not. He did not want to throw the football. He, he, wow. You know, he was kind of hesitant. He said, but look, he threw it up to me. I said, hey, man, you did a good job of bringing it down. You know, and I thought we were, we, you know, our defense had played well the entire night. Kind of figured that they, I, I didn't believe that they were going to be able to put the, put together an 80, 80 play drive. But that one play, hey, it, hey, it took us out. It broke, I broke our back backs. And I honestly believe, you know, no disrespect to anyone, I thought that." you know, um, whoever won that game was going to be able to win the 3A state championship that year. Absolutely. And and, it, and I know it's no knock to any of the northern teams. You know, sometimes, it, you know, South Mississippi people say uh, it's better football in the south and the north Mississippi <laughs> people say it's better football up there. But uh, Absolutely. It, it's hard to argue with that point because uh, y'all y'all are definitely on the road there. Now, Coach, uh, you, you've been around a long time. Uh let the listeners know uh, what, in your opinion, makes a good high school football team. Is it just the talent that you have to have on your team? Is it your system? Is it, you know, what is it? Talk about that. Well, first thing first is that, uh, like I said, I'm an old school coach. I come from old school coaches. I think the first thing we have to do is establish discipline within the program. Uh, there's no company in the world or the U.S. military or anything that does not have discipline. If you can show me a company that does not have discipline about them about themselves every single day, I can show you a company that, that will fail. Same thing with a football right. team. If you establish right. discipline, it really doesn't matter because once you establish the discipline, then you come in and implement your system. And it doesn't matter what system that you're running. If the kids believe in what you're doing, you're going to be successful. So, um, once you establish that, then I think the sky's the limit because the discipline is, is the foundation. Hey, guys, we're not missing any practices. We're not missing any weight room sessions. If you have to uh, miss practice, whatever the case may be, hold yourself accountable. Come and let us know because we're going to make that practice up. You know, so once they understand that, then the sky can, possibly, the sky can be the limit. You know, uh, every program that I've had the opportunity to, opportunity to lead, I establish discipline first, you know. So it, it, it really doesn't matter what systems you run. Now, of course, I'm a wing guy. I love it, love it to death. Uh, I will make some, make some slight changes to it, uh, modify it. But it's going to my core system will be to wing the guys out. Every program I've ever taken over, they loved it. But it, it takes discipline to run that system also, you know. Right. So right. Uh, once you implement that and your defense is on the defense side of the ball, your defense gets better because of because of your offense, because since it's a disciplined offense, your, your defense has to be disciplined and stop it every day in practice. So that in turn makes them better. So because they're going to see every run concept possible. But being able to come in um, – uh, uh, establish your personality. Do not change for anyone. Be yourself because kids can spot a fake. So definitely be yourself. Implement the things that, that you believe in and start to create your own traditions there within the football program. And once they take over your mentality and you'll be able to see it, it, it you're, you, you, you've been coaching for a long time. Once you walk out, of, out there in that field and all of a sudden you'll see little light bulbs pop up above the kids' heads while they're on field, then you'd be like, okay, we got it now. We understand what we're doing. Right, right. Absolutely. And and, and I don't I don't disagree with that at all, coach. Uh now uh besides being the head coach, uh, do you know what other responsibilities you're gonna have as far as uh at Vicksburg High School? Have you been told, you know, are you gonna uh, help out with uh athletics or are you gonna teach a class? Do you know yet? Uh, right now, uh, since this um, 
the situation that everyone everyone's dealing with is kind of that's kind of been slowed down. But I'll, I'm sure I'll, I'll help out with athletics, and I'll probably have a class in the morning or something like that. Uh, but whatever they need me to do, you know, I'm a team player. You know, um, this is really one of the first times I've been labeled as a head football coach. This is one of the first times that. I may have an opportunity to really be a head football coach, if you understand what I'm saying. Um, right, right. I, um, explain that, coach, for the listeners that don't know. Just kind of explain what you mean uh, by that. Okay, so um, for example, in Hazelhurst, um, I had the opportunity to be uh, transportation, uh, athletic director, um, over uh, maintenance and facilities, and discipline. And you very, you really don't have certified coaches on the staff because uh, as an athletic director, I try to raise the pay to be able to attract other assistant coaches. And it's right. hard to got, ask quality guys to come in and be a defensive coordinator for $2,000. It's just hard to get. So, so actually um, for instance, with Damian Gary, I had, I went, went to his house and he was sitting on the couch and I asked him, did he want to coach football? He was a former player mm-hmm. of mine. And because okay. I and I knew that he had an idea of what I wanted. He played for me for several years. He's been around me since the seventh or eighth grade. He automatically knows what I want. So only thing I had to do was get bring him in there, teach him the concepts, what we wanted, uh, give him the foundation of coaching, help him create the game plans. Matter of fact, I told him, look, I'm gonna do the game plans. And once I know that you you know exactly what you're doing, I'm gonna let you go. I'm not gonna even bother you because I know you're gonna know exactly what I want. And that's how it happened, you know. So what I did was he had to be a paraprofessional first. Most of my coaches had to be paraprofessionals. And so um, that's just pretty – this is how it goes in, in 3A schools, you know. You don't have the funds or they won't allocate the funds where you can bring in quality coaches. So what I had to do was bring in former players and, okay. and, and teach them the game of football from the coaching aspect. And – then uh, we'll be, then we'll be able to um, uh, have the, give them a, the running backs or whatever the case may be, you know. So a lot of my staff has been made up of paraprofessionals over the years, you know. So um, very few times I, I had – I can't tell you if I ever had a staff that was fully certified. Okay. You okay. know, so I so that's what I mean by um, having the opportunity to be to be a head coach. You know, uh, I even go back to 2008. My brother was my offensive coordinator. That was one of the years that I didn't have to run my offense because he was so good at it. And I'd have to worry about the offense side of the ball. I could coach defense, the defense side of the ball, in which I love. But I had three or four paraprofessionals on the staff. So what I mean by my first time uh, being able to be a head football coach um, is, is, is to the aspect that I have in Vicksburg now, I probably have about eight, eight certified coaches that's in the building with me every day. In Hazelhurst, I never had that. Those, I never had coaches in the building with me. I was basically probably the only coach besides myself and Andre Carter, and he was on, the, on another campus um, as far as, um, for as having certified or qualified coaches on your staff. Most of my guys were paraprofessional, you know, so uh, being able to um, – for Coach Gary to bring a, be able to bring in certified guys, that's big there, you know. So, man, being able to have as many coaches as you possibly can on your campus. Absolutely. And, Coach, a lot of people, you know, coaches know, but a, a, a lot of the people, you know, fans, parents, uh, other supporters, they may not understand uh, the challenges that small school programs go through, as you said, with finding certified coaching and, and trying to track 
uh, quality coaches. So uh, a lot of times the reasons why small school coaches may do well once they get an opportunity at a big school is because for the first time they have, you know, some very good help that, and they have numbers on their staff. So absolutely definitely understand what you're talking about right there. Uh, coach, what's the ideal setup for, let's say, uh, uh, Vicksburg is a 5A school. What's, what's the ideal setup uh, schedule for uh, your football team? Are you more a person that leans towards having uh, block schedule periods? Uh, talk about the, the schedule for your team as far from a school standpoint and maybe your assistant coaches. Well, you know, I, I've, I've, I've been kind of fortunate in, in that area. Um, even in Hazelhurst, I was able to get my kids at 2 o'clock, and most of my paraprofessionals, could get to the school at two o'clock. So being able to get all the guys there at one time so you can actually start practice at a certain time or start film or weights at a certain time. Uh, for instance, in Vicksburg, I believe I'll get all my coaches um, on the fifth block. Uh, I, and I'm not real familiar with the, the times on the schedule right now, but I'll be able to get all – Dr. Davis has made sure that I'm going to be able to get all my coaches at one time and we can actually uh, – get things get things done during the course of school as far as uh, having an athletic block and uh, being able to watch film, being able to lift weights, uh, getting out there on the practice field with pre-practice, things of that nature. So uh, she has assured me that I have everything I possibly need and everything that I have asked for her and my athletic director, uh, Coach Naylor, they have given it to me. You know, matter of fact, we were on the phone yesterday and he was telling me about some new uniforms that he was ordering and said, okay, uh, I didn't know anything about it. He said, yeah, coach, uh, I got, got you some new uniform, so I just want you to tell uh, the, the sports rep the, everything that you need. I said, hey, man, I appreciate it, you know. So everything that I've asked for from this from, from the day they hired me to right now, hey, they're giving it to me. So, you know, uh, I can't say enough about this situation, you know. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very um, humbled and also honored to, to be at Vicksburg. Absolutely. Now, coach, uh, you're an administrator at heart as well as a football coach. Uh, talk about the importance of having, you know, uh, support from your administration when it comes to athletics and, and them, you know, valuing uh, athletics just as much as they do academics. Well, it means everything. Of course, uh, you know, I, I've had some situations in the past, uh, not, uh, not too long ago situations, you know, where I did not have support from the administration. You know, um, but still in all, though, regardless of the support that they give you, if you have good people with you within your program and your kids understand and they take on your mentality, you know, but that takes time to build as a new right. coach. If you come into a situation and you're not being supported. It's a big chance that uh, you won't be able to uh, build a program the way you see fit bottom line, you know, but for instance, like me being in Hazelhurst and being there for several years and, and the kids know me, you know, so it's, it was a situation, you know, I, I can pass through Hazelhurst right now. I can hear kids say, hey, coach, put me in the game, <laughs> you know, so <laughs> yeah. it's just a rapport that you have with the kids and the parents and the community. And by me being from there, they know me, they know of me. So, you know, they, they pretty much know that I won't do any wrong. So, you know, but a new coach coming into a situation that's not being supported by the administration, it's going to be a tough road for him. Bottom line, right. he's going to need that administrative support and the community support, you know. So until he he's able to get that and establish his program, it's going to be a tough road. It's, right. it's, and, 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 and oftentimes, Coach, uh, you know, 
you know and I know uh, the head coach of, of your football team and your other sports, they they are more visible, you know, in the community and, and with fans and supporters than some of the, the administrators. Not to say that their role is, uh, in, is, is more important, but a lot of times people see you out more at games and at other places. So uh, that's, that's very important. Uh, Coach, now you spoke about your, your, your style on offense, the wing T. Uh, um, could you talk about maybe uh, if you have any naysayers out there about it working on a, a, a big level such as a 5A level? Well, not only does it work on a 5A or 6, 6A level, I was the head coach at at Terry um, High School on a 6A level in the toughest district in the state of Mississippi. And um, I only had, when I got there, was only two re returning starters on offense, but we had one of the best offenses in the state that year. We had one kid that rushed for 25 yards year before, rushed for 1,500 yards the year I made it there. You know, so we probably had one of the better offenses in the state. But not only does it work on the 5A and 6A level, you can turn to the pros. If you know what you're looking okay. at, you see wing T every Sunday. Not to, That's true. not to even yeah. mention college. Not to even mention college. You see Wing T all over the TV on, on Saturday mornings and Saturday evenings. You know, so it's about if you know what you're looking at, you know. Um, but I'm a, I'm a firm believer that uh, this offense works anywhere if you dedicate yourself to it, if the kids believe in it. So, you know, um, and, that's, and that makes your defense better because once they see trap, sweep, jet, um, counters, sallies, things of that nature – then they right. they become better run defenders. And I'm a firm believer in this also. If you can't run the ball, you're not going to win. Right. You might right. you might get lucky a few games, but you, mm -hmm. but as far as throwing the ball all over the field, unless you've got Patrick Mahomes or somebody like that, but how many of those guys are actually walking around? You know? So right, and, in, in high school. Exactly, in high school. And, and so and as a coach, this is another thing. You can't get caught up into what the fans are saying. Because uh, they have to understand this is not John Madden. There's a lot of things that come into play as far as uh, coaching high school football uh, for his time. And, and um, being on some levels, you have two-way two players or whatever the case may be. But as far as the wing itself, you know, um, I'll modify some. But guess what? I see it every, every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. As a matter of fact, you can go back and look at your state championship games this year out of those 12 teams. Yeah, yeah, Six of them yeah. are running the wing and probably four of them are state champions right now. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And, you know, Coach, I'm glad you said that about, you know, coaches wearing and, and focusing on what they, you know, the team and the players and not, not, not the fans so much. Uh, you know, uh, that's very important, especially for a young coach, uh, you, you can't get caught up on what the fans think. I mean, you know the time and the effort and energy you and your coaching staff are putting into the team. And if you're going to ultimately win, you got to stay focused in that area. Coach, let's segue. Now, uh, I, I noticed from your resume that uh, you've, you've – and you said this before you were over uh, transportation. You've also been in a district or some districts where they had a state takeover. Can you kind of talk about the challenges – of maybe being in the district where uh, the state has come in and taken over? Well, you know, for instance, um, I had the opportunity to be in Hazelhurst in 2008 when they, when they took over the, um, over the school district. And I'm going to be honest, be perfectly honest with you. At that time, 
before the state takeover, little money was being put into athletics. Not a whole lot of money. I think our budget was about $6,000 before 2008. So um, when the uh, state takeover happened in Hazelhurst, uh, the um, business manager called me into the office because actually uh, Coach Blackman had just, uh, Coach Blackman and Dr. Joe Haynes just brought me back in as the athletic director and head football coach in Hazelhurst. And um, she told me, asked me, um, what is it that I need? I said, I think we need everything, <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and from that point on, our budget went from 6000 to 30000 you know. Okay. So that was, a, that was a, 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 a big plus for the football program. We were able to get things that we needed, you know. Uh, kudos to Coach Brown and the coaching staff, my, my brother Tim and Coach Andre Carter and Brian Miles. We won a state championship with practically with nothing. Right. You, okay. you know, once you go back and really look at it, you know, and I'm just being honest, we won a state championship. Uh, we won a state championship in 2005 because before um, 2002, they had money. They put money into the football program. But for some strange reason, in the 2000s, the budget was $6,000. You can't find a football program can't function like that, you know. But when the state came in, they actually pumped the money in that was needed for the football program. Now, we weren't able to build a field house and things of that nature, but we could get the things that uh, that the kids needed, you know, and be able to uh, go out there and compete. Okay, okay. Well, that's that's that was definitely a positive, I'm, I'm sure. Um, Coach, let's segue in. Uh, could you kind of talk about or tell the listeners, for those who don't know, maybe uh, – what it was like uh, during the time you were interim coach at Alcorn State? <laughs> well, you know, um, that was a, a good situation for me as a, a, a young coach, um, being able to um, go out and recruit kids all over the country. Of course, Alcorn's budget is not very big either. So uh, people wouldn't understand that the quarterback, John Gibbs, which was all swacker, all American, the uh, tight end um, slot guy, Jordan Payne, which was all-swacker, all-American. Isaac Sampson, which, which was a, was a, a tackle, all-swacker, all-American. I found those guys off YouTube. Okay. okay. <laughs> you know, and I got their contact information, was able to bring them in for a visit, and they trusted me enough to uh, sign with Alcorn State. So we signed 26 kids that year. I think 12 of them being, end up being all swack, and I, and I don't – I believe five or six – I think six was all-American football players, you know. So they let me shop for the meal, but they didn't let me cook it. So that's fine. But I was happy, happy to see uh, my alma mater get those kids and those kids to go out there and win two swag championships and, and win a, a, a HBCU championship. So, you know, uh, that, that's big kudos to my, uh, the guys I had on staff, Coach um, – Coach Eugene Daniels, Lewis Green, uh, myself, uh, we all, it was three or four, we all went out there. We stayed up all night uh, riding through the backwoods of Alabama, going to meet with a kid at 8 o'clock in the morning and try to get him to sign with Alcorn, you know. So, and it worked out a lot. Of, and I would like to believe that that class actually turned around the fortunes for Alcorn State. Absolutely. And, and uh, you know, they're, they're, I, they've had maybe what two head coaches uh, since then, and both of them has won a, a swag championship. Is that correct? Absolutely, Coach Hobson uh, won a swag championship, and he had the opportunity to go on to USM and be the head coach there. And Coach Fred McNair, which is doing a, a fabulous job right now, he was an assistant coach under Coach Hobson, and um, 
Uh, he has won, I think, maybe two two spike championships. So those guys are doing great great jobs right now, you know. So and I and I, I clap my hand to him. Absolutely. Uh, now, Coach, uh, you know, you mentioned your parents. Uh, your was your mom in education? Oh yes, my mom, Dr. Betty McDaniel. She um she was a principal for several years, an educator. If I'm not mistaken, I think by about 38 years, my dad was the superintendent for about 15 to 16 years, and he worked in Hazelhurst okay. for about 40. So, you know, um, we're Hazelhurst um, um, bred, you know. Um, we believe in education. I come from a family of educators. Uh, my wife is an educator. Um, I have a daughter that's working in JPS right now. She's an educator. I have another daughter. She's graduating from nursing school. And I have uh, my youngest daughter. She's graduating from um, – from um, Terry this year. Also, I have one that graduated from USM and won at Alcorn. So, you know, uh, we're going to try to make sure that we um, um, that, that 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 we are all educated. And that's the first thing I tell my kids is that, hey, it doesn't matter how good you are on the football field. We're going to walk into that counselor's office before we start to really talk to these college coaches and understand that we need those grades, bottom line. Absolutely. And, Coach, uh, with emphasizing – you know, grades and academics uh, with your players, what what else do you tell them about maybe, um, you know, potentially playing college football in the recruitment process? Well, I've had, like I said, I've had the opportunity to be on both sides of it. And I always tell them uh, if I was a recruiter or when recruiters walk in, the first thing they want to know is that who's on your list, coach, because they don't get a chance to see those conversations between the head coach and a recruiter, the initial conversations. So, so, right. so who's on your list? Who can help me? Who can play college football? I'm going to give them the list that we have. And also I have a packet that I put together for every senior, every junior, every senior. And I have those packets and I, and the names that they want, I slide the packet, the packet will have their grades. And it used to be uh, DVDs back in the day. I know you know what I'm talking about, but now it's huddle. Absolutely. <laughs> so, yep, yep. so, you know, I have, I have all their cum information there that, that's needed and, and they go back and they're going to look at, the, at those ninth grade school, um, averages and those core score, core uh, classes, you know. And the, a lot of guys don't understand that ninth grade year is very important. A lot of them come in and they don't take it as, as serious. But you try to let them know that's the mo- one of the most important years, their transition from the eighth grade to the ninth grade. And that ninth grade is very important. And to be able to have those core scores as far as the AC and the, and the ACT is concerned, so all that great ath- athletic ability that you have, yeah. If when Alcorn walks in the door, Jackson State walks in the door, Mississippi College walks in the door, or uh, Mississippi State walks in the door, hey, you can sit down and talk with them if they're interested, you know. And uh, and hopefully, if if they believe that you have the athletic ability to play in the SWAC or the SEC or the Big Ten or whatever the case may be, you can. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Coach, let's segue. Um, what do you know about the district that uh, you guys will be in whenever we resume school and, and get back to football? Well, uh, of course, I'm scouting. And um, the first thing you always look at is the head coaching changes. Uh, Ridgeland has changed. Uh, Callaway, um, Cleveland East Side, um, they, they've changed head coaches. Also, myself at Vicksburg, you know, um, right. you can look at Noxaby. Noxaby has not changed. Um, Provine has not changed. So um, we're going to go in. We're going to huddle and be able to uh, pull down those scouting reports and be able to break down the film. And uh, we're going to start preparing for them now. So hopefully when we get on the, in the season, our staff will be familiar 
with everything that they're doing offensively and defensively and special teams. So, um, and also going back to look at the film of the coaches that have uh, have uh, taken accepted new jobs within the district and be able to break them down and um, being able to formulate plans to be able to stop them and score on them. Bottom line. The, the, Absolutely. Yeah, the returning seniors, the kids that's not coming back, and the kids that we can find on film that may be replacing them. So getting a good idea of uh, of the personnel that they're putting on, on the field also. Okay, okay. Now, Coach, uh, you've been in it for a number of years. Now, do you see – do you say to yourself uh, I'm going to coach X amount of more years or, or is it just – Depends on your health and how everything else is going with your family. Well, you know, um, you know, you can't put a timeline on it. Uh, I think I'm a young 42. I'm in great shape. You know, uh, I still have a um, a lot of get up and go about myself and a lot of tenacity. So, you know, uh, I'm going to coach as long as I possibly can. You know, uh, it's something that I really love, love to do um, and being able to mold young men uh, into uh, productive citizens. So, you know, uh, I, I can't put a timeline on it. You know, I, pro- I promised Dr. Davis that, hey, I'm going to give her, I'll at least want to see my seventh graders graduate. Okay. Okay. All right. Now, Coach, um, you, you've been at a number of places, and, you know, I've been doing uh, athletics and coaching football for 10 years now, uh, and I've moved maybe five times. I've been to five separate districts. Whenever you leave a place, uh, does part of you feel like you want to stay, but once you get to the next uh, destination, you know you've arrived at the right place? Absolutely, absolutely. You know, uh, once you arrive at the I'm, – I'm, I will take you back to this. In 2010, uh, Coach Melvin Spears gave me an opportunity to coach at Alcorn State University. And at that time, I had, we just went 11-3, and three, made it to the third round with a ninth grade and 10th grade football team in 2010 mm-hmm. and he told me coach take as much time as you need to think about it you know and it took me a month to make up my mind that I was going to go to Alcorn State and, and coach because I knew that those kids um we had put in the work I had them since they was in the seventh grade you know we put in the work and I, I knew that they were going to do some great things you know and when I left to go to Alcorn you know, those we, we built relationships, you know, um, they loved me. I loved them. And, you know, I thought about them almost every single day. But still in all, though, I had a job to do it all corn. And I think we did a great job there. But, you know, once you build a relationship with those kids, you know, they always have a place at the table. As a matter of fact, I still talk to all my kids, almost the ones that, you know, it's probably probably seven or eight that I keep in contact contact with on every team, you know, or if they see me, they come up and hug you. So, you know, it, as as a as a football coach, you know that the relationships that you build with your players, they're 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 uh, lifelong lasting. You know, they always going to have a place at your table. So, uh, and that's one of the things that I think that good football coaches have an advantage over over the ones that's not. Um, not so good simply because of the relationships that you build with the kids. They actually know that you care about them, you know? So you, you think about, you think about them every day, you know, or they cross your mind, you know, they, they never really leave you, you know? So uh, once you build those relationships hey, and, you, and you love the kids, it doesn't, doesn't really matter where you're at. You're going to always think about them, but still in all though, you have a new group of kids coming in and you got to get those, get those kids the same type of love. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, coach, you, you have, uh, you mentioned you have daughters now. Um, would you prefer, and you know, the grind of how football can be, uh, would you prefer, or do you have any preference, rather not, if your if your daughter or your future son-in-law or son-in-law is a coach? Uh, what would you tell a young coach, or what would you tell uh, maybe your daughters if they were thinking about marrying a coach? <laughs> well, th- this is coaches are always on the move, regardless. So, um, I would just simply tell them, look, make sure you make sure you stay yourself. Don't change for anyone, um, and also. Make sure if make sure you look at his father and how he treats his mother, because right. because according to how they treat their mother and father, that's how he's going to treat you. So um, if you if you decide to uh, get married or whatever the case may be, just watch real closely closely, you know, about how they treat um, the, the women and the, the people that they love in their lives. If they treat them treat them like they're kings and queens, he's going to treat you like a king and queen. If not. You don't need to marry that guy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Coach, um, what would you tell maybe the Vicksburg community and uh, those that, you know, just learning about Ty McDaniel and your story? uh, What what message do you have for them? The message that, that I will tell them is that I'm extremely happy to be there. I can't wait to get to work. I can't wait to be able to uh, go to the Pee Wee football games and talk with the parents, go in Walmart, meet with, meet with the parents, um, and just so they can get opportunity to know me. Um, I love coaching football, but I also love mentoring kids more. And that's what football really, really um, doing those down to the relationships that you build with the kids, the relationships that you're going to build with the parents. So, you know, um, they got a guy that's going to come in and um, do everything in their in, in his power to make sure Vicksburg High School is is one of the top football programs in the state. When you talk about football in five A, you want to have the baby to mention Vicksburg, and that's what I want to bring to the table there. Absolutely, absolutely, uh, and then that's well said, Coach. Um, do you? I have one more question for you, and then we'll wrap it up. And I want to take too much of your time tonight. Uh, what? How do you feel about multi-sport athletes uh, as far as your players are concerned? Well, you know, I'm, I'm from a small town. So um, in high school, I watched my brothers play football, basketball, and baseball. And if they would have had archery, they would have played it also. <laughs> so, okay. you know, I was a two-sport player. Uh, but my dad told me um, when I left the ninth grade, he said, if you get a scholarship, I'll buy your car. So I went strictly football because I knew I wasn't going to get a scholarship in basketball. I had enough sense to know that, okay. you know. So, but um, if you're if 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 you can benefit another sport, please do so. Please go out and play, because this is the thing: is that you don't want to um, cage your talents. You might be one of the best baseball players in the world, but if you're just sticking to basketball, no, no. Our objective in high school is to get a scholarship. Bottom line, I don't care what it's in. Right. Get a scholarship so you can further right. your education. So, so this is what I say. If you're going to play football and the basketball coach sees something in you, please go play basketball. Or the baseball coach sees something in you, please go play. I would never be the one to stand in the way of you playing another sport. Because this is what I do know. If you plan another sport, that means you have two father figures, myself and, and the other coach. If you're playing three sports, you have three. So that's less time for you to get into some devilment 
So, and you, you're around great guys that's going to mentor you, mentor you and show you the way. So the more sports you play, the better off you will be. And also the better athlete you will be. And you're going to come back around and guess what? You're going to help us out even more on the football field. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and for the listeners, uh, again, I'm uh, tonight's guest is uh, Vicksburg's new uh, head football coach, Todd McDaniel. And, and coach, uh, you know, we're, we're dealing with this uh, uh, coronavirus in society. Uh, and, and a lot of people are realizing, you know, for maybe the first time in their life, how important sports are to society. Uh, can you maybe talk about you know, that and, and how it impacts uh, schools and communities? Well, this is one thing that I do know. Uh, when I was a, a principal or administrator, um, athletics helps out your community so much. As a matter of fact, when you have great football season, a great basketball season, everything at the school seems to be better. The water tastes better. The food in the cafeteria tastes yeah. <laughs> Everything Absolutely. tastes better, you know. <laughs> so, you know, it's very important. It's also an avenue for kids to get out of bad situations, for kids to be mentored by guys that understand or, or understand exactly what's going on. A lot of our kids have one-parent households. So, you know, uh, they're able to be around another, another a positive role model, a male or female, it really doesn't matter, to be around other positive role models. And also, football and sports, they're the game of life. Being disciplined. Hey, look, you got to be at practice on time. You got to be you got to be at work on time. Bottom line, you're teaching lifelong skills. Bottom line, you know, and also you're teaching them how to overcome adversity. So, you know, th that's one of the things that's very important as a young man um, going to college or whatever, being, a, being being off on his own by himself. You have to be able to find find a way and fight through certain things. And life is going to throw you several different curveballs. You're gonna have to be able to handle it. And what what it does, what football does, is that. It gives you the confidence to say, "Hey, man, if I can do this, I can. I definitely can handle this." Bottom line, you know. So, um, being able to fight through adversity, all that stuff comes along with sports. Being disappointed, being heartbroken, you know, um, it's just it's just part of it, you know. So, I I, I I encourage every kid to do something. If it's not a sport, do something besides have something extracurricular, you know, because um, like I said, life can throw you a lot of curveballs, and sports definitely toughen you up. Absolutely. Absolutely. I couldn't have said it better. Um, and, and I just want the listeners to know I've never worked with Coach McDaniel. Uh, I've, I've followed you and I've, I've known of you when I came into uh, coaching. And, you know, of course, your teams play great. And I've, I've worked with some people that worked with you before. And I just want to say, you know, uh, I appreciate you sharing football ideas with me because when I got to a point and and I needed some help. I reached out to Coach McDaniel. He talked to me on the phone. He, he drew up some plays, and, and we chopped it up real good about football. So, um, you know, I, I didn't forget about that, and, and I certainly wish you the best at Vicksburg High School whenever the uh, season resumes. So uh, I want to thank the listeners again for listening to in Your Own Words podcast. Um, I'm Chris Thickpen, and today my guest was the new head football coach at Vicksburg High School. Um, all the Vicksburg community, I'm sure you guys are anxious to get back started, just as we all are. Uh, so uh, I'm sure Coach McDaniel wants those stands packed Absolutely. every time you have a home game. Absolutely. And so, Coach, again, thanks for joining the hey, podcast. Hey, man, thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure.
All hey, right. good luck. Take man. care, hey, Good coach. luck this year. Thanks for listening to In Your Own Words podcast with Chris Thickpin. I hope you enjoyed. Please subscribe and share on the Anchor app. From all of us to all of you, good day and God bless.